I always knew I'd have kids. I just never intended to become a mother. I'm Dr. Lee Burge, and this is the Rockstar Parent Podcast. I'm a chiropractor, former college educator, life coach, and mom. Everyone has their own journey into motherhood. This podcast is devoted to telling my story and sharing what I found to be successful along the way. Episode 15, How to Find Equilibrium Even If You Never Could Successfully Navigate That Balance Beam. Growing up, I believed I could do it all. I had grand visions of myself as I pushed a toddler in a swing, reassured a preschooler on the big slide, lovingly caressed my growing pregnant belly with my free hand, powerfully ran a business meeting on a cordless phone wedged between my shoulder and my ear, and had a pot roast heating to perfection in the double oven in my gourmet kitchen. Actually, in my vision, only half the pot roast was for my own family. The other half was for the family down the street with the mother who was ill. The only thing missing from that vision was a bright red cape flapping rhythmically in the wind. I didn't bother with details like I didn't actually enjoy pushing kids in swings. Phones were still connected to walls with cords at that point, And I had no interest in learning how to cook. Yet still, I knew I could have my career, my family, my size six designer wardrobe, and an immaculate house that was always infused with the aroma of freshly baked cookies that I had made from scratch. Shortly after having my first child, I realized quickly I needed to level my expectations or else classify myself solidly in the failure category. And I actually chose failure at first. I consider myself blessed that social media didn't exist in 1996 because I can't imagine how much worse I would have felt about myself while doom scrolling through filtered pics of other new moms looking absolutely radiant in their stylish yoga pants sitting on a beautiful white love seat holding their cooing infant. The comparisons would not have helped my state at that time. And I'm not completely sure why I decided to cut all my hair off right before I birthed that baby. I think I wanted cute mom hair, but instead all I did was take the ponytail option right off the table. I do not recommend doing that. When my oldest was still just weeks old, I would go the whole day sometimes without even changing out of my pajamas. I really made a constant effort to brush my teeth at least once a day. Dinner became chips and salsa or a frozen pizza we popped in the oven. Actually, that also sounds a little bit like the first part of 2020 for me too. Hashtag quarantine life. But back at that time, I wondered if I needed some major intervention to get me out of this failure phase. But back at that time, I wondered if I needed a major intervention to get myself out of this failure phase. Let's add this feeling of overwhelm that had overtaken me to the list of things no one ever tells new moms about, right? 
No one tells you that it is completely normal for your life to feel like a complete blur. Keeping the tiny human alive is the only thing you have the energy to focus on, and it's completely okay. It's also okay for them to sit in that bouncy vibrating chair thing for 10 minutes in the bathroom with you, right outside the shower so you can wash your hair and soap up a little and still keep an eye on them. It's even okay for them to fuss for a minute or two in case you want to let that hot water beat on your neck for just a smidge longer. But see, no one tells you that. And maybe no one should have to. But especially with your first, I think you are so unsure how this whole thing works. So you wait for your husband to get home from work so he can hold the little thing while you go take that shower at 6 p.m. at night, forgetting that people generally eat dinner at about that same time. And while you're in the shower, you might wonder, what happened to me? I used to be able to get so many things done in a day. Where did my old self go? Who is this person I've become? Maybe you'll cry a little and maybe you'll almost fall asleep. But you probably won't find any answers yet. Those come later. But they do come. I did, however, come to some conclusions at that time. I needed some balance in my life if I was ever going to live up to my visions of grandeur. As if you could find life balance in aisle four at the grocery store or order it on Amazon and have it be delivered in two days. I set out to get some balance. It's funny really now that instead of balance, what I found was reality. I'm going to go a little left brain science nerd here for a minute, but I promise it will be worth it. The dictionary defines balance as stability produced by the even distribution of weight on either side of a scale. Okay, we got this. So picture one of those old timey scales with two plates on each side. For that scale to balance, Whatever is sitting on the left plate must be identical to the thing sitting on the right plate. Or does it? Does it have to be identical for the scale to balance? Or just weigh the same amount? Will one pound of sugar and one pound of salt, if on opposite sides of the scale, balance each other out? Well, of course they will. And think about how proud you feel when the scale is in perfect balance. You stand back, you take pics of it from three different angles, you import it into the mobile version of Lightroom, try a couple of filters and presets, throw it up on Instagram with a snappy caption. I mean, it's a big thing, right? And no shame there. I probably would have done the same thing if I had ever achieved that perfect moment of balance. But the thing about this scale scenario is that as soon as you add more weight to one side, you immediately upset the balance. You see, if balance is your goal, then conditions can never change because as soon as they do, balance is lost. It's like that one perfect picture you posted among the 25 that you took and deleted. Balance is delicate. Balance is fragile. And those are not words I want to use when referring to my life as a mother. I do not think you can apply the scientific concept of balance 
to your life. On one side of the scale might be something like the amount of time you spend in your role as a mother. On the other side of the scale might be your love for reading that's been lost since you became a mother. But you know they're not equal weight, so they will never balance. You stop reading for fun, and I don't mean you begin reading picture books when your kids are young, and you wonder if you will ever find the time to be able to balance reading again. And if you did decide when you have a newborn that it is just as important for you to devote time to reading as it is to taking care of the baby, remember in terms of that scale, the more time you spend reading, the less time you have available to mother your child. The very act of trying to balance two unequal items causes an even greater imbalance. In other words, trying to achieve balance actually makes it worse. If we go back to that dictionary definition of balance, it was the stability produced by that even distribution of weight. So is it really the distribution of weight that we are after? Or is it the stability that is produced by the effort that we're after? What I wasn't able to realize in the blur of life with a newborn is that my goal wasn't balance. It was stability. So let's explore this concept of stability. The dictionary defines stability as the strength to withstand or endure. And it goes on to say it is the ability to maintain equilibrium under changing external conditions. Now, if you'll remember way back to junior high biology, we studied living things. These living things or organisms, as we called them in that class, can be anything from microscopic bacteria to gigantic whales and everything in between. We know they are living because among other characteristics, they have the ability to change or adapt. And we don't need a degree in science to know that the physical world in which we live and the rest of the organisms we share the planet with live is a constantly changing environment. Now you actually know this concept better than you think you do. What happens to you when you walk outside your air conditioned home in the middle of the summer and experience a temperature change. Inside your home, it was a very comfortable 68 degrees, but outside, it's a rather uncomfortable 90 degrees. The temperature of your environment increased, so your body had to respond. If we're outside in the heat for more than a few seconds, a normally functioning human will begin to perspire. This response helps dissipate the heat which keeps our internal body temperature at a healthy level. Remember how we defined stability as the strength to withstand or the ability to maintain equilibrium, even when things outside of us change? We might be onto something. Let's take our study of biology even further. When an organism is faced with a change in its external environment, it has two choices. It can adapt to maintain equilibrium and thereby survive, or it can refuse to adapt and suffer the consequences. Perspiration is a human's way of adapting to the increase in external temperature. 
if for some reason the human was unable to perspire adequately, its internal temperature would rise. There are consequences to this rise in temperature. We could begin to suffer the effects of heat-related illnesses like heat exhaustion or even heat stroke, and that is bad. So let's recap. All living organisms live in a changing world, and that includes us. When an organism's world changes, it must make a choice, either adapt or suffer potentially harmful consequences. Adapting maintains stability for the organism. It's not balance, but stability. Well, what does this have to do with getting a shower when you have a three-week-old? And what does it have to do when you add several more kids to your family and you have even less balance and your life feels even more out of control than you even imagined was possible? Is this concept of stability something we can extrapolate into our lives? I believe so. How often have we heard that the only constant in life is change? What types of things in our lives are constantly changing? Now I'm not referring to your body temperature any longer. Now we're referring to situations like people's moods, the price of gasoline, the health of a loved one, the demands on our time, and our waistlines. The climate of our external environment in our lives is constantly changing. In the face of these changes, or we could say life challenges, we have the same two options. We adapt or we potentially suffer. The amazing thing about us is that we have been given the gift of adaptation as humans. It is this innate ability to adapt that makes attaining stability a possibility. It's not balance we're after because that is static and mean things can't change. We need something that is as dynamic as our lives are on a daily basis. And we need stability. And we can achieve that when our goal is not balance, but equilibrium. Now, I need to stay sciencey for just a bit longer, so hang in with me here. Let's discuss the scientific principle of equilibrium for a moment. Imagine that you have just purchased an aquarium and it's full of water. You are about to introduce the two fish you just purchased at the pet store into the aquarium. They might be 17 cent goldfish, but your excited five-year-old painstakingly picked them out of different tanks. And the teenager who sold you the fish said you probably needed to keep those two fish separated for a few days because we're not sure how they're going to get along. So the pet store also sold you a glass partition with holes in it that you could use to divide the aquarium in half and keep the fish separated. It will keep the fish separated, but it will allow the water to flow through the entire aquarium. You rationalize that you need this because you definitely don't want to buy two filters, one for each side to keep the water moving. So in the end, the partition that you don't think you need will actually save you money so you can keep those 17 cent goldfish alive. Are you with me? I mean, this is a completely hypothetical situation anyway, and I'm only using this as an example to illustrate this scientific principle. 
I also may have hypothetically spent $30 on medications for another goldfish at some future point in time as well, but that was not a 17 cent goldfish. That was a $4 bubble-faced goldfish, hypothetically named Dorothy, because your kid at the time hypothetically loved Elmo and couldn't bear his fish dying when it was clearly, and I mean hypothetically, suffering from an infected swim bladder and turned completely upside down. But I digress. Back to that partitioned aquarium and equilibrium. Let's assume we also bought some water conditioners and additives from the pet store because once again, we're taking recommendations from the teenager that works there and they get paid on commission. When we add the conditioner to the water, do we need to add it on both sides of the partition? Well, of course not, but why not? According to the scientific principle of equilibrium, the molecules of that water conditioner will pass freely through the partition from one chamber to the other chamber. These molecules will continue to pass back and forth from one chamber to the other until at some point in time when there are equal amounts of it dissolved in the water in both chambers. And does the movement of the water itself or those molecules of water conditioner from one side to the other ever stop? It does not. The levels stay the same. How is this explained? Through the concept of equilibrium. So equilibrium versus balance. Balance required all variables to remain exactly the same to achieve stability. But equilibrium allows for stability, even though changes will inevitably and sometimes furiously come. Having equilibrium as your goal for your home means you can make a gourmet dinner with a homemade dessert one night for your family while the kids all sit at the kitchen table and do their homework. And it's all okay. It means that the next night, you might be running like a crazy taxi driver, dropping one off at soccer, picking the other one up at piano, and your parenting co-partners picking up the third one from a friend's house, and also grabbing the takeout order for dinner. And it's all okay. It means that Thanksgiving could be a quiet meal with just your immediate family, and Christmas is a huge extended family affair. And it's okay. It means you can work full time, and have your kids getting clean clothes out of the clothes basket, then it's all okay. Then it means you can be a stay-at-home parent and still have your kids grabbing clean clothes out of a clothes basket, and that's okay too. Constantly changing conditions might require a constantly changing schedule, but that does not mean you're doing it wrong. In fact, it means you are adapting successfully. Let's quit talking about balance because it's like perfection. Not ever quite attainable, but popular enough a notion to beat yourself up about when you don't have it. Allow your life and its demands to be dynamic and constantly changing. Allow your time to be spent in different ways, in different seasons of your life. Allow yourself the freedom to accept the challenges that come with each new stage and embrace them while you are in them. Know that the ebb and flow of the demands on your time and resources 
do not stay the same as your children go from infants to toddlers, to preschool to elementary school, to middle school, and then to high school. Those demands, in fact, evolve just like their school supply lists that require crayons in the beginning and financial calculators by the end. It means sometimes you'll feel sad and other times you'll feel happy. There will be wins and there will be losses, but in the end, it's all okay. And finally, remember that little boys who stand endlessly in front of completely full goldfish tanks at the pet store, picking out that specific fish they were destined to meet in some pre-mortal life, even though to you, every single one of those fish look exactly the same. Remember those little boys? Well, they don't stay little forever. So just bask in it every single moment and no guilt because think of all the time you saved not standing in front of some imaginary scale trying to make things stay in balance because fish will never equal dogs. Reading to your child will never weigh the same as making a healthy dinner. Making time to shower will never equal that last episode of your favorite TV show that you binged instead. But it never had to balance because equilibrium means you can do it all, just not all on the same day. I'm just a girl who was ready to start her family, so I got pregnant and had a baby. But what I learned as I raised my own kids, that is the secret to becoming the parent I dreamed I could be and is exactly what I'm sharing with you. Let's rock this parenting thing together.